Welcome to the Athletes Podcast, where we interview athletes. Hey, it's Simon. Welcome back. Today we have Paul Pratt, aka Dr. Speed, a former NFL player for the Detroit Lions and founder of Second Wind Performance LLC and Second Wind Mentors, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Paul, it's great to have you with us today. How are you doing? I am actually doing very well. I'm happy. Uh, my anxiety's down this morning, so it's a good thing. <laughs> well, good. Good to see that you're having a great day so far. So, Paul, maybe you can kick us off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and share something most people don't know about you. Well, first of all, I'm just a, a kind man of God. Um, uh, you know, you know. Now I'm a, you know, a newly. I guess I start entrepreneur as well. Uh, I like to help people. I'm addicted to helping people. I always love to help people and put myself in a situation where I can be successful in helping people. And, and you know, I have, um, you know, I, I think I have a gift of breaking down things and, you know, exhortations, you know, whether it's coming biblically or even like just like as far as, um, you know, training and like being detailed about positions to step and how your foot should be. I think I learned a lot of that from uh, football, you know, watching notes, taking notes. So I think, I think it's very, you know, very detailed person. And um, that's, that's, that's pretty much what it is. I'm just overly detailed. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, it's, it's not every day that people get to connect with NFL players, especially those that are uh, into their next wind of their career right? Uh, being an uh, entrepreneur and helping people and mentoring. Maybe you could talk about how you first got your start. How did you start your career professionally? Well, I think it started since I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? I always had a professional mindset. I, I, I feel, you know, you know, my dad, he didn't play sports. He played streets, <laughs> but somehow he's my coach the whole, you know, the whole, whole lifetime, football and track until, you know, high school, really. But, you know, he taught me how to be professional. My brother, uh, my older brother, who's 51 years young, he was, you know, I looked up to him. He's my favorite football player, so kind of want to be like him. I saw him dominate, you know, get to the Eagles for like a six months, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, so, and, you know, he inspires me. So that kind of made me always want to be professional. And I remember being in fifth grade saying, hey, I'm going to get mixed in the NFL, play for the Niners. I was a Niners fan, actually, but because Jerry Rice. so. But I mimic myself after J.A. Rice's training a lot. So, When you think about some of the challenges that you had getting into that professional league, what comes to mind? Uh, discipline. You got to be disciplined. You got to be focused. And you have to limit your distractions. Um, you got to be refused to be distracted. And that single-minded focus takes everything to to – you know, the more pure you stay and the more focused you are, the more confident you are in your skills. Even if you're not having a good day, you just know, like, you know what, I've been working hard. Sometimes it's not my day. I have confidence enough. I can I can go out there, you know what I'm saying, and perform the next day hard and be better. But when you're distracted and you mess up, you get a little more in your head because now you're thinking about, oh, I'm not doing good on off the field, you know what I'm saying? My off the field lifestyle is not matching my on the field. And usually when that happens and you make mistakes, they stick with you a little bit longer because 
Now you think about fixing your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. Yeah, totally. That's just the way I always, you know, kind of seen it. And I feel like I figured like once I stop uh, drinking and stop picking up women's and stop partying, that's when, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't being, you know, deleterious to my health. That's when I got back to the NFL, you know. And this quick story is I was working at, you know, LA Fitness. You know what I mean? So I went to the Jets for three days and that was it. Came back rookie camp, sobbed, started working at LA Fitness. You know, so I was there for 10 months. And then my friend came in and was like, yo, you're not done yet, man. I was like, ah. I was like, I don't know. So I was just watching it on TV. It looks so big. We we're not in the league, it looks big, like from the TV, like I, you know what I'm saying? And then but I was like, it, it didn't look big to me no more. Like, man, I'm I'm tripping. So he came and got me. I started training. I immediately started training with uh, Daryl Green. So he's a Hall of Famer with, with the uh, longtime Hall of Famer with the Washington Red, with then Redskins, now Commanders. <laughs> so in um, just learning his Hall of Fame mindset, he played 20 years at the defensive back position. That really, you know, helped me say this one. Seeing how he was 40 years old, running 4-3, what did he do? So learn all that stuff. I knew that would keep me healthy. I know speed and heels are the fountain of youth. So. I learned that, how to train, how to separate yourself. And, you know, I met Will I Am, the music producer at a, after a Grammy party. And I asked him, how you be so successful? He said, cut the women out, cut the drinking out. That's what he said. I did that. And I left LA Fitness in May of 2009. And I was on the Detroit Lions in November of 2009. And no agent, no no contacts in the NFL. I just worked hard and I ended up going to the UFL, dominated that. It was only six games. Two days later, I was on the line. It was like, and then when you be there, it doesn't seem big anymore. It's oh, I was just going to work, you know? So that's it. We'll talk about making a massive shift and making things happen in just a short amount of time. It talks a lot about the kind of skill that you have. Now that you're working with people who are aspiring to play at the top level of their athleticism. Talk about how you got that started. What inspired you to begin Second Wind Performance LLC? And um, kind of talk to us a bit about the success stories that you have with some of the clients you work with. Yeah, well, it's all about your second win. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's what life is about. You know what I'm saying? You get knocked down, how your second win? You know, fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? The second win hit, you know what I'm saying? It's all about the VO2 max, you know? The VO2 max. I actually learned from my trainers this past way two years ago, Larry. We all talked about the VO2 max. So that's the second win. That's where it kind of comes from. And, you know, one of my clients, she's probably one of my uh, successful clients. She's uh, She ran marathon. She was running marathon. I call her Marathon Mary. And she's running the marathons and she can never get under like four. She went, her goal she wanted to hit was like four and a half. And I was like, what are you doing? And this is marathon training. I'm a sprint. I'm Dr. Speed. I didn't, all our, all of our, all we did, I, I, I retrained her body, got her technique right. And then just told her, we did all speed stuff. We worked on the, a lot of the fast twitch muscle fibers that she was lacking. She was running long miles. So she was working on slow oxidative you know, 
uh, fibers. So I got to work both to go fast twitch and the fast ox uh, uh, glycolic oxidative uh, fibers. So it's like intermediate fast twitch, slow twitch, and fast twitch. So, and then all we did was speed. And she put those speed into her normal runs that she does on her own, and it made her faster. You know, you can't run faster jogging. You gotta run faster, running faster. So working those fast twitch muscle fibers enabled her to actually run from 4.30, when stuck there for years, to going almost under, I think three, three something, like quick. And you know what she was doing? She was stopping at every water cooler spot. So I was like, wait, you can't stop at every, you can't, you're trying to win? She thought she had to stop to get water every time, every stop. She just 14 stops in the marathon. This is talking about marathon. And she stopped doing that and she went straight through with energy and she wanted to do her lifelong goal was get to the Boston uh, Marathon and she got there. And that feels good. And she's the really one that helped me start second wind mentors as well. Um, so that's Mary, Mary Hammond. Yeah, her husband what? does my taxes. <laughs> that's cool. Maybe you could talk about that. Uh, it's it's good that you mentioned that success what, story because. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's good yeah. you mentioned that story because maybe you could talk about second wind mentors since uh, she helped inspire that or, or helped yeah. you get that off the ground. So Second Wind Mentors is a 501c3 that is a uh, geared towards single moms or boys. I got a heart for single moms. I believe that, you know, there's a lack of manly energy in the household um, in America. You know, a lot of people are breaking up and divorced. And, you know, a lot of these moms are on their own, raising up boys on their own. And it's hard to raise up a boy. We're stubborn. Imagine raising a child, a man. You know what I'm saying? I'm stubborn. So, and it's the opposite energy. So they need somebody to kind of check them from a manly standpoint. And it's only so much that mom, I call her a mom dad can do. You know what I'm saying? So I just figured that having a positive, you know, role model in, in their lives can help, you know, eventually restitute uh, that behavior to be on a positive note, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's a, they got a lot of people out there that's always putting things in their heads and they can get really distracted and really, you know, out of focus. So this helps them stay focused, have a male figure. So we'll come, work, we'll come work out for an hour, 24 hour, have a quick lunch break, and then we'll get in a round table group discussion and talk about our problems and do these little, do these little events, little like techniques. Like let's just stare at each other. Who can look at each other, look in somebody's eyes. A lot of people, they can't look in nobody's eyes. They look down, That's, you know what I'm saying? Keep looking at the man's eyes when, you, when I say what's up to you. That's the kind of stuff I want us to be able to overcome and face. Those type of awkward moments, you know what I'm saying? You got to enjoy the awkward moments and be great in those instances as well. That's absolutely true. And <laughs> what you said reminded me about the impact of those simple things like shaking hands and looking someone in the eyes. Yeah. I remember being in high school and one of our substitute teachers, uh, some of my friends talk about that lesson up until this day where we spent the entire class just shaking hands and looking one another in the eye. 
and training that. And it was so impactful to, to do that at 11 years old because some people were really apprehensive about it, nervous, but it does build your character in doing that. So it's good to see that you're doing the same thing. Yeah. What are some mm-hmm. of the success stories that you've seen there um, that you can talk about? Well, I just seen a kid a few days ago, just a few days ago. And I, because look, I started it, only, only did one cycle of the mentorship program. Only did one cycle. So me only doing one cycle, um, I started in 2020. It was in January, you know, one Sunday, Kobe died. Something that Kobe died, we, we had had scheduled painting that day, and Kobe died that day. And so we just all painted Kobe stuff. It was, like, crazy how that happened. But a kid struggling. Um, uh, I don't want to put his name up, but, you know, he was, uh, you know, mom and dad struggling, you know, divorce, and his dad not giving a crap. It's a, it's a white kid too, white kid. I say that because, you know what I mean? I feel like people think we can't relate just because we're different skin colors. No, we can relate, you know what I'm saying? But we, but even if I can't relate, I can hear you out, you know what I'm saying, and sympathize with you, then we can relate there, you know what I mean? I can get to know you first, then relate. So, you know, this kid, is uh, he was struggling, and we just, I see he was kind of going back and forth, getting mad at his mom and stuff like that, but now he's at, in a good place. He's getting ready to start at uh, Chaminade. And this is like, okay, he's in a good place. And it's just, you see a totally different kid. No, I'm not saying because of me, but I just figure like, you know, you just, I just see him mature. You know, I think that some of those principles that maybe that was, she could he could have learned through here. Maybe he appreciates it now as he matures. Oh, that was pretty cool, unique. Maybe I switched something up in, in, in the brain. I call it mentation. You know, it stands for mental activity. You know, to make him just go another way. And then when he realizes two or three years from now, you know what? He'll come back. You know what I'm saying? So it's so much gems you, you get. I don't really like, if I step somebody with wisdom and they don't get it, I don't I don't panic. I was like, I'll figure it one day. It'll come back. It always happens. So I don't, I don't, I'm not seeking any validation. So once I just tell you something and you don't get it and I explain it and you still don't get it, it's okay. One day you will. And that's my hope. And that's what I can hope for. You get it one day. I don't need it right now. You know what I'm saying? You get it one day. Very wise words said right now. Um, to go back to your business right now, what's getting you excited lately? New adventures. Uh, not being afraid to succeed. Not being afraid of wealth. You know what I'm saying? Not being afraid of whatever tension that you know some of the stances I'm that I'll probably be taking you know what I'm saying in the next new future I you know I can be you know facing a lot of you know worldly obobium so I'm you know I'm just building up my character so strong right now as things turn in the world as things are you because know, I don't watch the news I don't watch nothing I can just feel the energy so so I'm not connected to the culture. So it's like, I don't have TV, you know what I'm saying? So I just watch you know, YouTube here and there and, I, and I'm barely on that. I'm on social media once a week. This week I decided I had to be on because they rushed the, the interview from Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right. So, you know, I had to participate, but that's, that's, that's pretty much what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's just 
not being distracted, staying focused, and you know, taking it one day at a time. Well, Paul, it's been a pleasure talking to you and getting a sense of your success and the impact that you're having, not only in your business, but with uh, the kids that you're mentoring. And I hope that continues very successfully. But if yeah. you switch gears and uh, you had a chance to go back in time to any point in history and meet with anyone, who comes to mind? Michael Jackson, of course. I'm MJ fan. Like, that's, that's, that's the goat of all goats, you know what I'm saying? I just love his swag, you know what I'm saying? And he, you know, I guess you can say his character is kind of in question too as well. You know what I mean? With all the allegations and things like that though, but I still want to meet when I still want to see what people felt like when they say they seen him, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what, like what kind of, you know what I'm saying? So I always wanted to meet Mike. My mom didn't let me watch Mike blowing up either because, uh, she didn't want me to like get all stuck on it. Like everybody was getting Google Gaga for Mike. How powerful of a spirit you must be to be able to like make people like can't stop looking at you and <laughs> want to be you and change their face like you. You know what I'm saying? What, it, it, that's a powerful spirit. So that's as much as I want to meet Mike, I always want to meet Mike, but you got to be careful of idolizing certain celebrities and becoming like them. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. Well, until we speak again, Paul, uh, maybe you can share a parting thought. Uh, shine light. Shine light, that's it. Thanks for hearing the Athletes Podcast and stay tuned for more episodes.